Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent-pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. And today we are reviewing a polarizing film with a polarizing lead actor with inside of a polarizing cinematic universe tie. Oh. That is The Flash. What a polarizing podcast we have in front of us. A polarizing Flash podcast. Look, this movie, I would say it's taking the world by storm, but I don't know if it is because no one's seen it. It's making a lot less money than people expected it to make. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. The early reviews came out and people were saying it was the greatest comic book movie of all time. <laughs> and now the reviews are lackluster and they're not making any money. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. I definitely had some thoughts going into it, some expectations, and I will say some of those expectations lived up or lived down in some case, and some of them was actually better than expected. So, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it. It'll be a good pod tie. Let's get into the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. The Flash, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% audience score. Better than I would have expected, I'll be honest. Um, I did not check the reviews of The Flash before um we watched it i know you probably were tracking that a little bit more than i was um i was checking in here mr armin white we actually haven't had an armin white um appearance in quite some time god i hate that guy um for that reason horrible reviews he actually hasn't reviewed it yet he'll probably get a fresh he loves Zack snyder but then again Zack snyder's not attached to this so i don't know Zack snyder's replacement he's gonna fucking hate it um he did give asteroid city a fresh though and that's a wes anderson movie so i don't know maybe armin white's turning a corner now, The Flash, it's been in the news, A, because Ezra Miller is not a good person, and we don't have to dive into that. It's well-documented. We're not reporting anything, and like, I just don't like when bad people are kind of get away with stuff because they make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, besides that, it's also kind of making headlines because it is severely underwhelming in the box office. Uh, there was a report that you know it bombed, so it's done $140 million worldwide, which is still like, to consider that a bomb, you know, it's been out for... A week now, whatever, you know, by the time we're recording this and when it released technically. Um, but, you know, I was expecting to make a lot of money. Most of the money comes in the opening weekend for this type of film. So it's only going to get worse and worse. Um, and, you know, it's projected that it's only going to make like $350 million, which would be an L for them. Um, 
It looks like it had a production budget of two hundred million and an advertising budget of two sixty five. Yeah, estimating that they need about four hundred to break even. Yeah, that's just it's it's you know it's a struggle. Now I'm looking at a graph right here, and it, it's done better than some films. Like domestic opening weekend, it kicked Shazam's ass. Um, I don't think that's a big surprise, but it's right on track. It was a little bit less actually than Black Adam, which you know Black Adam was considered kind of a, a failure, you know, box office wise. So, wow, the Joker or just Joker did a billion dollars. That's actually kind of crazy to me. Highest rated or highest grossing R rated movie of all time. It was Deadpool, so if it probably did beat it, that probably makes sense. And I thought there were some theories about this. Like, I saw people talking about, like, oh, it's Ezra Miller. That is the reason why people aren't going and seeing it. Maybe for some, I honestly don't think that's having that large of an impact, unfortunately. You know, I saw some people saying they don't trust in the DC, which I get. I think that's partially true. I think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I I have, like, The Flash, obviously comic book fans know The Flash. They love The Flash. I just feel like the Flash hero doesn't have that mainstream appeal. Yes, it has like the CW appeal and everything, but like the my dad doesn't really care about Flash. You know what I mean? Like Riley goes to all these superhero movies with me. She didn't care about Flash. And I don't know if it's a mixture of like it was this character that not everyone cared about and they kind of realized that. So they tried to get people in seats with Michael Keaton's Batman, but then everyone's just confused because it's like, why is Michael (laughs) Keaton's Batman in this? And... It, it's just, you know, there's also been bad DC movies and everything. And it's just, it's interesting because I don't think this is a great sign for, you know, James Gunn's baby Blue Beetle, which he's been hyping up a lot that comes out later this summer, later this year. Like a few weeks. Yeah. If people aren't going to go see The Flash, are they going to go see Blue Beetle? Yeah. And I, well, I think part of it is like The Flash is obviously a household name superhero. Like I, I would be shocked if people didn't know who The Flash was. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, he's not an A-lister. He's he's a second tier. Yeah. Especially for, like, you know, the, a movie. And I think that's fine, but you have to have an actor who sells the movie, not an actor who you have to hide while promoting yeah. the movie. Yeah. You no, have to have true. an actor who will get people to see it, and they're excited to see it. I don't think Aquaman's a huge fucking, you know, comic book movie, superhero appeal kind of character. But I think you got really bitching Jason Momoa on the red <laughs> carpet looking fucking jacked. You're going to get more people watching that movie. And, yeah. and I think that it's, you know, with everything that happened around this and Ezra Miller and all the stuff he did, it's hard to sell tickets for a Flash movie. So you're telling me maybe they should have cast like, who who's like an up and coming big name? Timothy Chalamet? I'm I don't just, know how he would have been as the Flash. I don't Harry know. Harry Styles? I'm just saying I don't really believe in Harry Styles' acting ability, and I don't think he would have been a good Flash. Mm-hmm. But you put him as the Flash, it definitely sells more than it has so far. So you you had a little run there where you did wonderful dream castings two weeks in a row and then just completely forgot to go back to it? Well, because I only do it when it makes sense. I was really hoping you had one here because they need something. You know, I had a dream casting for like a show me and Riley were watching, completely unrelated, and I don't remember it now, mm. so I can't really like. That's a bummer. Yeah, it you're, was a good one, though. You're two for two with wonderful casting ideas. I don't see who would be like, I don't I don't know. I don't even know who would be like a good. I feel like Flash kind of has, and I again, I'm not a big like comic book comic book guy, but maybe a little bit similarities to Spider-Man in that he's kind of dorky, younger, but quirky, you know, talks Mac while he's doing his, his moves yeah. and everything. Like, so maybe just someone like that. Maybe you, and that's the thing though, they don't have the luxury of casting an unknown Tom Holland because Spider Man's going to sell no matter what. 
but and turning Garfield, him into the star. But Andrew Garfield would have actually done a very good job as the Flash. Probably, but I don't think he's going to cross over no, <laughs> anytime no soon. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's you know, and it's also coming up against heavy competition. I mean, Pixar made another movie that we're going to review next week. Sorry to spoiler thing at the end. You can remind the listeners when we get there. Damn you. Um, but you know, there's that, and then there's the stuff that's already been in the theaters. Transformers, I'm sure, probably still is making a decent amount of money. Oh, for sure. Um, Spider Man is still making yeah. a decent bit of money, and it's summer, so like. People are going to the theaters and with, you know, they're, they're busy during the summer, but they're free on weekdays like they haven't been. And they're, they're catching up on the older shit rather than one big blockbuster for three weeks, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the time of year with the summer. They're just releasing, you know, they're releasing stuff every week. It seems like I'm trying to see what the, okay, this last weekend. So the flash still won the weekend. It actually beat out elemental. But you're still sharing a big part of that pie. I mean, Flash did 55 million domestically. Elemental only 29. Yeah, going up against the Flash, that's expected. They did like very little promo. But you still you have Spider Man across the Spider Verse 27 million, Transformers 20 million, Little Mermaid 11 million. So you have five movies doing over 10 million. Four of them, besides the Flash, doing over 20 million domestically. Like that's a lot of competition. You might have been number one, but that's you know. We're looking at what well, is you this? Figure quick you figure you take half of each of that. You yeah, just and you double get it to the of your box office. Yeah, that's seventy-five million between the top three, uh, eighty-six between the top four. Yeah, you take half of that. That's forty-two. You're doing ninety-seven million. And everyone's saying how big of a success it is. Yeah, so I'm, I know they can't totally time these things. Um, you can kind of look ahead and see what your competition is, but these movie studios sometimes they just get stubborn. We got Oppenheimer and Barbie releasing on the exact same day. And wild. Still the wildest move ever. One of my favorite, like, which movie is going to... I feel like we don't get this anymore in movies. Like, this is a, an old thing. It's like, which movie is going to win the box office oh, it's this Barbie. week? Barbie. It Barbie is, is for but... sure going to win. <laughs> but I like that there's at least conversation around it. Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. It's not selling. And it's going to be a big streaming movie. I'm sure it'll be very popular on Max when it comes out and people can watch it for free do, and everything. But Do we ever discuss how stupid of a name change that was? Yes. we. Well, no, we haven't. I don't know if I totally agree with you, but... D- Max? I don't like the name Max, but I think it's smart to take the name HBO out of it. I don't. I think it's really stupid. Because I think there's consumers that will see HBO Max and they'll be like, I don't really mess with HBO when there's so much else on it especially because they merged with like Paramount and all that. I think Max is a stupid name, but... Yeah, they're just dropping the HBO. I changed the name entirely, that's fine. But just to drop the HBO and leave it as Max? Maybe HBO Plus. Awful. So awful. How about HBO Plus? That just highlights the name HBO, which you just <laughs> said you wanted to get away from. I know, everything's plus nowadays. I'm trying to see what... uh, Who owns like HBO? Warner Media. Yeah, Warner. Warner Plus. 100% done. <laughs> Warner Max. I don't know. There, there's something better than Max. You could have gone on like a name of Warner Bros or something. Yeah. Easily. Easily the Max Bros. That out. Warner Brothers is a household name. People know that. Yeah. Use that. That Terrible. was their problem, I think, was initially tying the name to HBO of all things when it's like, yeah, there's HBO on here, but there's also so a lot more. of other things. So much more. So that's probably why they uh they did that. Ty, you told me before we jump into the movie scale and you give me a beautiful synopsis with your mm-hmm. beautiful voice, you yeah. told me that you have a game for me to play. Yeah, so look, going into this movie, I'm going to be a real big separate the art from the artist, right? I'm not going to hold Ezra, Ezra Miller 
accountable for it's not going to weigh on my scale at all yeah okay sure. move your performance aside from the person with that being said um he's a terrible person and i thought beforehand we could just kind of highlight uh how terrible a person he is we're gonna play the game uh did ezra miller get alleged to commit the following crime now i'm gonna oh list a crime and a location and he said it was fun <laughs> oh it's gonna be a blast and uh, I need you to tell me if this is real or fake. Did he actually commit this crime or did I make it up? Did he actually allegedly commit this crime or did I make it up? Okay. We're going to start off with a real heater here. Uh, did Ezra Miller allegedly groom a 12-year-old in North Dakota? Um, oh, gosh. Um, I know he did something in Hawaii, so I'll say not true. Oh, that's very true. He allegedly was grooming. It's like an influencer's daughter when she was 12 and he was 23. Um, that North was in Dakota. the media. In North Dakota. Yeah, that's, she lived in North Dakota. That's disgusting. Okay. Um, the next one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly break into and fall asleep in a car in Miami? I'm going to say false, Pat. Yeah? I don't know who Pat is, but... That's not me. <laughs> I'm going to say false. Okay. I did make that one up. He, <laughs> he never broke into a car and fell asleep in Miami. Seems like a little tame for him. Um... <laughs> Did Ezra, Ezra Miller allegedly uh, get arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment in a karaoke bar in Hawaii? I'm going to say true because I know he did something in Hawaii. Yeah, that was the big one in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> he did do that. He did get arrested for that. Now, did Ezra Miller allegedly get arrested for throwing a chair and hitting a woman in the head in her own home in Vermont? I'm going to go with you don't want to go true, false, true, false, true, false over and over again. So I'm going to go true again. It is true. I made up Vermont. I don't know where it happened. All the other ones, I know exactly where it happened. Oh, this okay. just said at her residence. <laughs> okay. He did throw a chair and hit a woman in the head. Um, next is one. She, is she okay? I think she's fine now. Okay, yeah. good. Next one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly get arrested and charged with a DUI while driving home in LA? Let me say true again. Oh, no. He actually never did that. I don't know. I haven't seen anything about a DUI for the guy who's always drunk in public and getting arrested. That's good. Uh, next one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly commit felony burglary in Vermont? False. Oh, it's very true. <laughs> um, that's like the most, like he actually went to court and pled guilty to this one. Burglary? Yeah, felony bur burglary. To a home in Alleged. Vermont. I, he, he pleaded guilty. This is the only non-alleged one. Wow. <laughs> next one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly pull a gun out during an argument in a bar in Massachusetts? False. It is false. Wow, I'm pretty good at this. Oh, you I, nailed I that Ezra one. Miller. Next one. I don't. He's not a gun guy. He doesn't see. He if he's throwing chairs at people, he's not a gun guy. Okay, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Next one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly threaten to kill tourists and take their passports away in Hawaii? You're stunned. You can't even speak. Um, false. False. He never. I wasn't listening. Did Ezra Miller allegedly threaten to kill tourists and take their passports away while they were vacationing in Hawaii? I'm going to say true. He gets wild in, my, in Hawaii. That man gets wild in Hawaii. That's true, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Did Ezra Miller allegedly harbor a family from the police in Vermont where they were trying to be taken away because there were loose firearms in the house? Firearms, I'm going to say false. Very true. Very wow. true. Harboring a mom and her three children in a home in Vermont. Police wanted to take the children away from the mom because there was uh, loose firearms and everything just chilling around the house. And he, he kept them in his in his Vermont farm. A lot of stuff in Vermont for, Mr. for Ezra Miller. Yeah, I think his home is in Vermont. That's why that DUI going home in L.A., real curveball at you. I don't think he lives in L.A. 
Members of Miller's circle interviewed by Vanity Fair have stated that Miller also believes himself to be Jesus, the devil, or the next Messiah. Wow. I There was another one, and I didn't quite understand it, but he, he gave a cryptic message at a Ku Klux Klan rally mm. saying to kill yourself. I don't know if that was two Klan members, which... I don't want to say I agree with Ezra Miller on anything, but if there was one, if if he's threatening Ku Klux Klan members. <laughs> That's crazy. I will say, uh, Ezra Miller, they, them pronouns, I will respect their pronouns. There we go. I don't like the person, but I respect pronouns. But I will be calling uh, Barry from The Flash he most likely. So that if I say he later, I st- I'm just establishing now. I respect talking about the character, not the person. Their pronouns, yes. Love that. That's great, Jason. I want to be on a higher level than them. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they're doing all these crimes. We're respecting their pronouns. That's okay. all. That's that's great for by us. You do bad, we do good. Still, <laughs> that's all. That's what within the lines is about. Ty. Um, yeah, Ezra Miller probably won't be in anything after Flash. I don't think. Yeah. Like, going to get help. Uh, lots of mental issues going on there. Hundred percent cause him to lash out in public. Um, so hope he gets the help he he needs and uh, becomes a better human being. Yeah, because as of right now, very bad person. Yeah, doesn't seem great. But let's talk about him in this movie. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Barry Allen is the fastest man alive, and when he learns he is faster than time itself, he tries to rewrite history and save his family. But just when he thinks he's fixed everything, he learns that messing with the timeline puts the entire multiverse in jeopardy. What do you know? You go back in time and it messes everything up. Yep. I'll be damned. Also, uh, Ricky Bobby, fast man in the universe, Ty. Barry Allen, second. Yeah. I, I don't hate that. <laughs> the Flash, based loosely on the Flashpoint comic, I believe. Um, all the marketing of this film has been based around nostalgia. Let's just put it that way. Mm, very much so. And, yeah, I didn't know what to expect from this film. It's always hard thinking about like time travel movies and how they're going to make it make sense. And I think they did a decent job. Um, I think they took a shot at Avengers. Did you pick up that shot? I didn't. When uh, Michael Keaton was explaining um, 
timelines. And mm-hmm. he was like, you may have seen a movie that explained a timeline like this with a branch, but it's really like this. I think that was like a subtle, like, because oh. that was the big Avengers, you know, MCU canon was like, it creates a branch. And then, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I was thinking like back to the future and shit like that, but I'm sure. Yeah. But. I like the little spaghetti line, like changing the future also changes the past. That's a cool way of making my mind understand it. Like, okay, use food. Yeah, I get it. And then the spaghetti, it's a whole fucking mess. <laughs> um, we went to Civic Plaza together. We went with Gavin again. Second yep. movie in a week in a row with Gavin. Can I get a Gavin update? Is this his new favorite movie? Uh, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, he commented how bad the CGI looked, mm-hmm. which I don't think 11-year-olds usually notice those kind of things. So that tells you all you need to know there. Um, he said he liked it. He said uh, it was a little predictable, according to him. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah. He said okay. it was predictable, and he said the second that he, big monster showed up, I knew that was the other Barry. He did say that it was predictable, but like when he said he knew something was going to happen, it was pretty late. Like when it was kind of really obvious, so I was like, when was it was predict- already happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Seemed like he liked it. Civic was for the most part fine. I still think people don't have movie theater etiquette. They've just forgotten how to act in public and the movie theaters. Movie already stopped, started. Walking to your seat, flashlight fully on to find your seat. <laughs> Wild fucking move guy next to me was taking photos on his snapchat with his like front flash and everything i'm like dude what are we doing like people has it was it always that bad and was i just like blind to it i don't know i don't know the answer jay because it's been terrible i genuinely feel like people have gotten worse in the movies since the pandemic they got too used to just doing whatever they wanted while watching a movie at home yeah that they forgot like hey you're watching with other people or people just don't care anymore or they never did. I don't know. It could be any of those things. And I I don't know. I'm getting sick and tired of it, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Overall, the civic experience was great, though. Um, no, nothing to complain about here. Do you have any complaints about civic? I, I can't say I do this time. Quality popcorn. Nothing happened with the theater. AC worked in this one. Yes, it did. I wasn't sweating my butt off. So it was much better. The Flash tie. I don't even know where to start with this movie. I think we can just jump straight into the scale. We already talked about its box office. We already played your little Ezra Miller game. Um, let's jump into it. Let's just get right into the flash, into the bare bones, into the plot slash story. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that I gave it a nine, but I want you to tell me what you thought about the plot slash story first. I'm changing it up here. You're just ripping off the score I'm gonna tell you right my score, away. Let you talk. Then I'm going to talk. So we get Barry <laughs> Allen. Um, he's faster than time. It's, we had a nice little justice league set up, uh, callback callback. I don't know. Scene. A Zack Snyder justice league. Zack Snyder yeah. justice league scene. We get Batfleck back in action. Yep. Looking as good as ever. New bat suit. Comments on him, but continue. What the fuck do you have to say about him? Well, I just think Bat... I, I didn't really like Batman in this movie. Either of them. Michael Keaton was a little better. I feel like modern Batman's got to be a little edgy. And Ben Affleck in The Flash with like the tone it was going for. It just didn't feel right. It felt like impo- imposter Batman. And then like we watch The Batman and see how dark and Robert Pattinson's great. And then... You know, they have their whole driving scene where it's fiery and everything, and he's walking from the fire, and then we get this one, and Batman's doing a torpedo through the fire, and it's just it was like... fucking awesome. I, I just don't love... I, I don't... It, ba- it doesn't have to be the Batman serious, but I don't like it this kind of cartoony. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but Batman's a made-up superhero for kids. <laughs> it can absolutely be cartoony. I just don't think it fits well, but continue. I love it. Big Batfleck fan. Love to see him back in the scene. Really? Yeah, always have. They never, they never did him justice. He deserved his own movie. That's not as bad as the Jared Leto is the best Joker take, but... Well, I'm not even saying he's the best Batman. He's like the fourth best Batman, but... Fourth best. 
I don't know. I I just said that. It was just a number. I put Lego Batman over him. Nah, it's a dog shit take. <laughs> um, love to see that. God damn it, it pissed me off when Gal Gadot showed up though and that stupid fucking Wonder Woman music played. And then she fucking flew away. I know they retconned it and gave her like, oh, I could fly this whole fucking time because I learned how to fly in 1984, but yeah. never used it in the other two movies. Yeah. Still, <laughs> still really pissed me off to see it in action. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please do. Um, and you have to be polite, please. 100% will be polite. So our friend Michael Patterson with Fansided over at Bam Smack Pow, who I... Um, Wonderful I, colleague of ours. I, I, I respect for him and his opinions. I often bring up his MCU rankings because he's got a big article where he ranks every MCU film. And he added The Flash to his DCEU rankings, tie. And let me tell you, his DCEU rankings are wild. Yeah? They are wild. Uh, I can't fir- wait for this. The first one that jumps off the page, Man of Steel at 10, feels a little bit low. And then no. he has Aquaman Sh- at 9, right ahead of it. Um, that jumped off the page to me. He had uh, Shazam 2, which we haven't seen, so we can't like totally shit on, but he had that at number 8 ahead of both of those films. Okay. Um, yeah, I have nothing to go on there, so. I'm trying to see the one that blew me away. Zack Snyder's Justice League was 5. That's fine. You know what was number 4? <laughs> Not Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984 was number four. Wow. I, great, great respected colleague. Gal Gadot shines in the lead rule. Oh, again my God. No, I can't excuse that. Why she's the DCEU's greatest asset and a worthy successor to the legendary Linda Carter. I can't, I can't excuse that line right there. <laughs> she's good in the first one. She's so bad in that second one. This time, however, her performance is matched by Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, both of whom have characters so richly layered. Wiig. That the stage was already set for some brilliant performances. And brilliant they were. Pedro Pascal was wonderful in that movie. <laughs> uh, Shazam number three, which, I mean... Fun movie. Good movie. He did put The Flash number two, though. Okay. Behind Wonder Woman 1. Wonder Woman 1, very good movie. Respect that. Flash Hol- number two is a little wild to me, but... Holding comments on Flash 2. Fair. Um, but I just wanted to let you know, before, since you talked about Gal Gadot, that... He did rank Wonder Woman 1984 4, and when I saw that, I visu- vis- audibly gasped, not visibly. Probably visibly, too, though. I'm sure it was visible on your face. <laughs> That's, I can't say I agree with our well-respected colleague. So was your plot slash story score just, it started in the dumps once Gal Gadot showed up? <laughs> it was, yeah, it took a hit, because it's just that stupid fucking music, and then she flew away. And, uh, you know, fast forward, time travel, we see him at his job, and he time travels, and oh, I can fix my mom. Save my mom, not fix my mom. His mom and, was perfect, arguably. Yeah, goes back in time, meets the older version of himself, saves his mom, then loses his powers. Younger version of himself. Younger version of himself loses his powers. Yep. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, me neither. I was I was surprised by that. Um, then he's got to try and get his powers back. He goes to get the help of Batman and big theater shock. If they would have actually just held this, if they would have just not used him in any of the promo material... They're trying to sell tickets No, because their star is not a star and is problematic. Look, I think this is the problem is like, I get it. I know you just want to sell tickets. And I know that's probably why CGI looks so bad here recently because like, is CGI really going to stop you from selling tickets? No. So just churn out whatever you can. Maybe it did in this movie. It might (laughs) have. But man, I just, the artist in me would love that theater shock of it being Michael Keaton's Batman. The artist in you. The artist. The, just the, the pure product. Not business side of it, but the best product, best experience. God, that would have been so fucking cool. Well, don't worry. We got George Clooney at the very, oh, very end. Jay, you fucking, you took it from me. I hate you. I was waiting to bring that up. <laughs> the back credit card is in the DCEU. 
I know it's chilling in his in his fucking wallet. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. <laughs> I need it back on screen. <laughs> I need it in my life. Yeah. So the way this works is because the post credit scene, which we didn't watch but look up, was Barry talking to Aquaman and being like, "Oh, it's weird how most of the other heroes look different in all the different multiverses." universes but aquaman always looks the same mm-hmm. so i think that's establishing that like clooney's batman technically in the new dcu that's starting from here on out we have george clooney's batman I, look man if they were gonna go with an older batman who like isn't really a fighter anymore but can kind of just like fund and lead the justice league from afar mm-hmm. i don't hate clooney <laughs> you also said you like batfleck i love batfleck <laughs> but he's still he's too still involved too in things yeah he's too involved in things to be the the oversight Got guy it. I fucking give me some bat nipples. I need them back. <laughs> it's just, it's the worst Batman film and I love it so much and I don't care. And I hope that this means Arnold Schwarzenegger appears as a, uh, as doc, Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze, Something Mr. Freeze. Like yeah. Cause man, that, that was my favorite part of the movie. The, the, the fucking Clooney reveal. I love <laughs> really that. Yeah. the very, very end. I, I love the Clooney reveal. I mean, it was kind of obvious. It was not going to be, uh, I thought it was still going to be Keaton or something though. Yeah, I thought I didn't think it was going to be Clooney. I, I, it caught me so off guard, and I was so excited by that. <laughs> and then it ended. And then it ended. Maybe um, they should have done Clooney promo material, and then had Keaton be the surprise. Pull a pull the Morbius where they kept showing uh, Michael Keaton, and then he was in the post only in the post credit yeah. scene. Um, Reverse it though. Show the guy who's only in. The, well, no, same thing, but then someone else in the actual movie. Ty, talk to me. If you have Michael Keaton in your movie as a surprise, don't put him in the trailer. It's a bad omen. Every single time. Oh, oh for two. Oh for two. Damn. Now this isn't as bad as Morbius. No, but, not nearly. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's not a success. What did you give it, Ty? You got the whole convoluted time travel and everything going on, and then the very end, kind of a little underwhelming. But I think it makes sense for the story that it was like, oh, I just got to go back and fix my own fuck up. It's not like we actually have to stop Zod, like coming to the realization that that universe just had to perish. Yeah. A little underwhelming from just like a, I want to see an awesome fight with Zod and Superwoman a little bit more. But, you know, I, I it did make sense for this story. So I yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that they subverted expectations and it wasn't I have a million chances to fix this and I'll do whatever I need to make it right. I like that it was no, we can't fix this. We, we fucked up. We don't get to be happy because that's the superhero thing is like making sacrifices. That's across the board in Spider-Man, Batman, the Flash now like. Yeah. You have to lose people sometimes, and there's nothing you can do about it. I liked that part of it. I didn't enjoy the fact that it was Justice League 2.0 where we need Superman to save the day again. Yeah. Because it's the entire thing is shit hits the fan. They're just like, hey, let's get big bro to fix things. Yeah. Um, don't love that, even though it was this Superwoman. Was I'm going to tell you something. Talk to me. I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. It was about Superwoman. Um, I didn't have as much of a problem with the story. I liked the the story being told with the two berries. I think they, they did that very well, and there was like a little bit of emotion to it with the younger version of himself, older version of himself, one who grew up with, you know, not appreciating everything that he had, and the other one knowing the other side of that, of losing everything. Um, I'm, I'm four points higher than you, Jay. I got it at a 13 out of 20. It's, it's not a masterpiece by... You know, any definition, but not terrible. I'm a little surprised you gave it that high. Um, but then again, my plot slash story score is always the hardest to get something in. Average thus far in 2023 is at 9.625. Damn. Tough in the, crowd. In the plot slash story. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was a little. I think anytime you do tri- time travel, it's a little bit convoluted, um, and I think it was a little like I, I never know where to put this. It it felt a little long. It felt fifteen minutes too long. It did for sure. Um, I if and it kind of like I don't know if it's a marketing thing, but it was marketed one way, and then all the marketing was like the last ten minutes of the movie. So it was just kind of like maybe not ten minutes, but you know, last fifteen minutes of the movie and. For a lot of the movie, I was like, who is that freaking purple guy that knocked him out of the thing? You know, and then it comes full circle. But for a while, I was like, what was the point of that? Yeah. But there's always issues with time travel because it's like, okay, that version knocked Barry. Like, it's like a paradox of loop, and I never really understand how all that works. And then this Barry fixes it. And then, I don't know, time travel loop. Time travel is always hard to deal with. Um, I, I just thought it was like run of the mill once they kind of got like – the objective was very clear. It was very straightforward. It wasn't anything like groundbreaking. I don't think we saw like a, there wasn't really a villain. And I mean, we had Zod a little bit, but it wasn't like, he wasn't like a villain villain. And I just think, yeah, yeah, there was a story there, you know, Barry's personal kind of, um, arc and everything that was in it and whatnot. But I, I think there was, didn't have to be a great story, but I do think there was maybe more meat on the bone that could have been told there. And for I sure know, I landed at a nine. I just, I didn't necessarily hate it, but like when I think about this movie in, three weeks when it's not as fresh or six weeks when it's not as fresh. I don't think I'm going to remember anything about like the story itself, like how this or this exactly happened. I'm just going to think about, you know, Marty McThigh or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do love me some Marty McThigh. Yeah, that was, you were laughing hard. <laughs> I really got a fucking kick out of that. <laughs> Let me tell you, no, no pun intended there with the thigh and kick. <laughs> really got a fucking kick out of that. I'll just I'll leave that into key elements. Um, this movie tried a lot to be funny. Some of it worked for me. Marty McThigh worked a lot. Um, I don't know why, but the one the one Barry said Supergirl when she asked, "What do you think this S stands for?" and it was all serious. I I don't know why that made me laugh really really hard. <laughs> and there were some chuckles throughout the theater. I think the comedy and kind of the the theming they were going for kind of hits. You know, it's Flash. It's more of like a a lighthearted you know humor. I kind of compared it to Spider Man, and I think that kind of bleeds through throughout the whole thing, you know, sometimes almost to its own detriment where it's like a serious moment and I didn't feel the emotion as much and it's kind of just like dorky, I guess. But, yeah, you know, it could have been a better superhero movie. We've seen it done better over and over. So if you're grading it on that, like it's a little low. But I think for being a Flash movie and what it was trying to accomplish, it, it has the fan service. I mean, it spoiled it in the in all the promos, but it has the fan service. So you got to give it credit for that. And Key Elements, just like Plot Slash Story is my lowest, Key Elements is my highest average that you can get oh okay and i gave this a 16 out of 20 wow a little bit higher there showing some love mm-hmm. yeah i think again i i like ac- action sequences where people are really fast oh i love them we didn't really get any of that in this movie yeah you kind of just got like the first opening montage which we might have walked in on halfway through just a little late we won't mention that but even then, like, I, I like if they do it right, the slow-mo. Everyone loves the X-Men ones with Quicksilver. They're incredible. Yep. But I also like when everything's everything is normal speed and he's just, like, zipping around fucking shit up. Yeah. And we didn't get a lot of that. That's why you like Eternals. You got I, some of I, that. I love that in Eternals. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, But, you know, the action, there was a big battle. There was some cool stuff in that battle. Um, we do get a lot of comedy throughout and, and quirkiness and it's, it's a comic book movie. Can it be done better? Absolutely. 
but it was still pretty. I gave it a 14. I'm a little lower than you. I gave, it's good. It's funny. I think the action part of the comic book movie is lacking significantly. For sure. For sure. Um, you get the fight at when you know they're getting uh, Supergirl out, and you get that little bit of action. Mm-hmm. Not like the Russian prison. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. The end fight scene, and then you get a little bit at the beginning. That's kind of it, if I'm not mistaken. This might be wild. I don't know if this, you could correct me if I'm wrong. And it might just be a flaw in the DCEU, or maybe I'm onto something. But it could just be that they don't do it right. Does DC have, like, worse heroes for action? Like, outside of Batman, who, in this movie, Batfleck was barely in it, and then you had fucking 80-year-old Michael Keaton, so, like, obviously he's a little bit limited in what he could do. 80-year-old Michael Keaton was beating some ass, though, in that Russian prison. Outside of Batman, like, kind of all the DC heroes, like... You could do cool stuff with the the slow motion stuff. I agree. I love the slow motion scene. So yeah. I wish they were a little bit more creative there. But I also understand if they don't want to just keep doing that over and over again. You know what I mean? So, like, you have that. And then you have Superman who just, like, fucks everyone up. And it's like, unless you're Zod, like, you just Superman just kills you. So it's like, what fun action is there to have there? Jason Momoa. I don't really even know what Aquaman's action scenes look like. I don't remember. You just fight underwater. I can't say I remember either. Um, I think he's just like, it's just like really strong dude fights. <laughs> yeah. I think he's out of water for his fights. I don't know. I just feel like maybe Marvel has a little bit better heroes for action scenes. And maybe I'm I, ignorant saying that. I, I think Batman can be done very, very oh, no, well. no, for sure. Like he's far and away, like can be the best one if done right. But in this movie, like I said, you have a little bit of Batflick and you have 80 year old Michael Keaton. So you're not hitting, you're not getting that. You're not hitting Christian Bale and Batman in this. I think Spider-Man, if done right, is easily the best one. With yeah, the for swinging sure. around and everything, you can make the most creative, badass fight sequences with Spider-Man. Especially if you're animated. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know outside of that. Like, Iron Man, I think, can be cool, but also, like, you know. Thor's I, got his hammer. That's always a cool thing. That's always fucking awesome with lightning. I, I, yeah, kind of, I guess. Cap is like your hand-to-hand combat with, like, Black Widow. Well, I think the one thing Man of Steel Hulk did. just mashes everything. Yeah. I, I think the one thing Man of Steel did very well is when you have two super-powered beings fighting it should almost be like a like dragon ball z yeah. anime action sequences and they do that very well they destroy the whole fucking city fighting i will say i do remember i don't remember man of steel in this movie actually made me want to go back and watch it because i've seen it once fucking when it came out 10 years ago now the one thing i didn't like about it at the time but i was a young film critic back then was you had this big bitch in action scene and then superman killed him just by like snapping his neck and i remember i was like that's really how you kill this big bad villain just a little you couldn't have done that this whole time I mean, they're beating the fuck out of each other, but regular people can beat the fuck out of each other and kill them by snapping their neck. I know, but I figured you're super strong. You can go through buildings and everything. I think your neck would be a little stronger. to Not when someone who's super strong <laughs> is snapping your neck, Jason. Just give me, like, Invincible. Just let me just have Superman beat the living crap out of him. Like okay. the end of episode one of Invincible, the only episode I've seen. It's incredible. It's so good. Doesn't season two come out soon? Yeah. You excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. Wow. But, like, have the updates. That's the only thing I have the updates for. Do they kill the dad in the first one? I'm not going to say shit, Jay. Wow, you don't want to spoil it for me just in no. case I want to go watch yeah. it. Wow. I hope you do. That's how much I enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I don't know. There's a lot of fan serving this, service in this, which is why I think I gave it such a high score. But you're right. Like, the, ac- the action is a little lackluster. Yeah. Maybe I would say Wonder Woman had the best action sequence of the whole film. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I will say touching on the fan service though, this is, a, you know, multiverse and we get a nice little fucking, let's pause the entire storyline to show you fan service moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how we feel about dead people being reprised with AI. Okay, so I mean, we could parlay this into visual cinematography. Yeah. You you said that the Nick Cage is, was CGI. I don't know if it was. Well, the director came out and said that it wasn't, and everyone on Twitter just doesn't believe him because it's so bad. I think they filmed it, and then they did the CGI of his suit and everything, and then they probably like touched up his face because Nick Cage looks a little I, old. I, I think that's what they did. I think he's lying. I think he's just, I just lying don't think Nick about Cage, filming him. I, I just don't think if Nick Cage is going to do this, I think he's putting that suit on. And there's at least a foundation that they CGI'd over. I don't think they're, he's going to be like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm a big Superman fan, but you guys are just going to CGI me the whole time. But that's the thing is like, I I don't know. Because you can get him and put him in a suit and make that happen and just shoot it in a little bit of makeup, minimal de-aging. They made Nick Fury look 23 years old throughout the entire of Captain Marvel. Speaking of, uh, that show started this week. Secret Invasion. Just all the episodes out? Secret Invasion, the one that was dropping the whole series at once? If it is, that means it's not good. <laughs> I don't know if it was that one or not. It might be. I don't think we're going to talk about it on the pod, but I'll give it a chance. We'll, we'll update next week. Um, but I, I just... I think they definitely digitally oh, altered they're not. him. They're one at a time. My bad. I think they definitely digitally altered him. I just don't think it was like all CGI like some of the fucking actors in this. Um, I, I don't know, dude, because it looks like his face was drawn with crayon. Nicolas Cage wasn't as bad as uh, the other guy. Christopher Reeves. Which was bad, wasn't as horrendous as I thought. That being said, I was thinking it was going to be the girl from, what was it, Adam Project, where that was probably the worst de-aging I've ever seen in my life. Remember, it was the girl. This is so much worse than that. I thought she was worse. I no. thought that was I thought that was like the bottom of the barrel, 0%. You you can only go up from there, even if it's 0.1%. This is terrible. Christopher Reeves and Supergirl next to him, I don't, I apologize, I'm not familiar with the actress, just looked awful. But Nick Cage looked just as bad. I, maybe I was caught up in Nick Cage, which, did you know the Nick Cage cameo was happening? Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I knew about it too, I'm yeah. a little sad about it. I would have loved if it was a surprise, but I saw it. And I guess like that scene of him fighting the spider was actual like um, concept art. From when they were going to do the Nick Cage movie was Superman fighting a giant spider. Mm. So they brought that concept art to life for the uh, to life for the movie. Gotcha. I don't know, man. It just looked terrible, so bad. And they also did like a the Adam West Batman for like one second. I think if you're going to do something like that, Spider Verse really fucked this because mm-hmm. Spider Verse was just. It's everything you could ever imagine in terms of cameos. It's it's live action. It's it's TV shows. It's video games. Peter it's parked car. Peter parked car. It's Lego Spider Man. It's they did so good with the little tidbits and and so much to enjoy. Where this it was like, hey, here's a couple and they look like shit. I'm kind of pissed we didn't get a Lego Batman in there. Hundred percent could have got a Lego Batman. They don't have the balls to do it though. I'm sure actually once this movie comes out in digital. There's probably a lot more Easter eggs in that scene where it's all the balls and it's like the different universes. Is like there? if you zoom in and look at the different frames. I think if there's anything like actually take away from it, they're not a leave something for people to find later <laughs> company. If they yeah. spent any effort on adding something, it's getting its screen time. Look, as bad as that looked, I still don't think it looked as bad as the for some reason, just complete CGI'd people when Flash was going back in time and it was like the little Coliseum around him that showed all the memories. Mm-hmm. I think every single one of those memories was CGI'd because it all looked... It was. It looked like PlayStation 2. I know people were saying that on Twitter and I was like, that can't look that bad. No, it did. 
Maybe PS3. PS2 is still a little blocky. It looked I'm, like it looked early like, PS3. It, it looked like you were playing a PS3 game on a PS2, <laughs> right in that little in-between area. Well, you can't. You can PS2 on PS3. You can't go PS3 on PS2. No, 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 but like when they would release for the older gen. Oh. So it was made for the PS3, but you were playing it on the PS2. I don't know. PS2 was still very, very blocky. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> regardless, it looked horrible. I don't understand why they couldn't have had people just film those scenes. And when the director said, he was like, well, when you're in that, like it's supposed to be distorted because of no, the flash. that's a bullshit And I just, I just don't agree. I don't. I don't think that's true. Wasn't there – wasn't I making a case for someone here recently or someone was – I was trying to make a case for visuals like something was bad. And I said, oh, maybe it was bad on purpose because they were trying to say this. I don't remember what it was, but that's what that sounds like. You were. You were saying that for something, and I don't remember. That's um, exactly what that sounds like. Yeah, 100%. And I, I don't I don't get it. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Yeah, it was bad. It was – and then – the head popping out obviously looked like funnily bad. Head popping out. Oh, like when he like takes a peek in the yeah. different. I mean, it didn't look as bad as Thor: Love and Thunder when the kid's head is floating there talking <laughs> to Thor. Nothing. <laughs> that's still egregious that they let that go to theaters looking that way. <laughs> um, all, I mean, okay, so I shitting on the CGI. Done. Yeah. Big action sequences. I like how some of the stuff was shot. Could have been a lot better though. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the shots of the the bat cage with. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I just googled Thor: Love and Thunder kid CGI. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> um, I I landed on a on a uh, four. Oh my god! Landed on a four out of twenty. Okay, it's really bad, and I wish there was cooler action sequence sequences to kind of help carry that. There's just really not. There's the cool like you know, oh look at the Batmobile. Oh look at the Batcave. Oh you know. Kind of cool action sequence with Batman that helps it a little bit from like shooting stuff wise, but CGI yeah. and everything is just weighing this down so heavily. Yeah, you just can't have a good visual score when the CGI looks this horrible. I mean, I gave Transformers a nine because I don't like these big CGI hog fests, and this wasn't that, but CGI looks terrible. I I I I'd put it on like the one to two range, quite frankly. If it didn't have it didn't have as much action as I wanted, but it still kind of had like. There was some cool theme stuff, like when the two flashes were going, one was orange and one was blue, and how they kind of went into that. Makes no sense. They got their powers the exact same way. Why is their lightning different colors? Because the orange suit, he's containing the electricity and whatever, whereas... What changes the color of the electricity? I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Makes no sense. Whereas the other one, it's just pure, unbridled electricity. It was still cool, Ty. Okay? How about that? Just, it was cool. 100%. Yeah, I didn't You're going to fucking out of everything in this movie, that's what you're going to nitpick? No. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like little things like that, and like there wasn't as much action, but when there was, I, I I liked it, and I gave it a five. I wanted to give it a one or two, but I saved those for special movies like Thunder Force. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta be really in the dumps for that. We should rewatch Thunder Force. No, we shouldn't. I don't know though. Jason Bateman's lobster hands. I want to rewatch those scenes. <laughs> really enjoyed Jason Bateman's as the lobster hand villain. <laughs> only good thing to come out of that movie yeah i think you, you just love jason bateman i do i do enjoy jason bateman on a lot of things i give jason bateman a three or jason bateman i gave thunder force a three for visuals so it didn't quite get a one or two even have you ever given a one or two uh not since i've tracked on my sheet it looks like the lowest i've ever given in visuals is a two for thunder force oh i was looking at the wrong one sorry i forgot i we changed my our sheet around where we do visuals third. Oh, let me see here. Um, 
I don't even see it. Oh, no, I gave it a two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it deserves that. And then I gave Firestarter a two, which in hindsight might have deserved a one. That movie, I've forgotten everything about that film. Remember Firestarter, Ty? That's Zac Efron? Yeah. Bad movie. <laughs> kid kills a cat. Yeah. Well, it hurts the cat, and Zac Efron makes the kid kill the cat. Yeah. Wild scene. Characters. I want to lead with, for those that know what I mean by saying this, they'll know. I don't have to elaborate. Sasha Kali, Kaylee, Kali, Kali, whatever you say, mm-hmm. plays uh, Supergirl in this. She's in the Brie Larson Club. She's in the Brie Larson Club. Hmm. Specifically in this film. Okay. So I just, I'm interested in any of her work from here on out. <laughs> You're a fan moving forward? I'm a fan of Sasha Sasha Kale, Sasha Kali. Whatever her um, next movie is, you're going to be like that guy who saw Captain Marvel 153 times <laughs> the first week it came out. Maybe, man. Okay. Um, Ezra Miller, they were pretty good. I, I think as they separate the art from the artist, I think they play a pretty good Flash. Like, I kind of liked Barry Allen and the two. What's up? I don't disagree. Like, the two Barry Allens riffing off each other and, like, the little bit more mature one and then the younger one. Like, I think. You know, it was a great representation of the character. And, like, if you're going to have some, I, I, I get why he won the job in casting. Yeah, I, I've i always kind of liked him as the Flash. I, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, like, even with some of, like, the comedy stuff in this movie, like, I, I was kind of laughing at shit that he did, and it felt like our theater was just dead. <laughs> like, they weren't really vibing with the comedy, even though I, I kind of like some of it. And I think, like, we go watch that again, we get a whole different packed theater. And they're in a better mood and they're vibing with the comedy. Like, it could really change the experience of this movie. Because I think there is a lot of good stuff to take away from that character, both comedically and and emotionally for some of the scenes. I didn't feel the emotion as much. And I don't think we're going to see Ezra Miller's Barry Allen again. (laughs) No, we will not. Just going out on a limb there. Yeah. I thought Michael Keaton was fine. I, I think I haven't seen the Michael Keaton Batman movie, so the nostalgia didn't hit for me. He did the... The occasional, you know, catchphrase drop. They Please, did it, the fans. They did it three times on the zoom in, play his theme, <laughs> let him say something from his movies. Yeah. Three fucking times they did that. <laughs> and I loved it each time, as ridiculous as it was. Zoom in, let's get crazy. Um, Some shit like that. <laughs> what are we doing? There's not really much, like, characters, I feel like, outside of Barry Allen. Like, you have... It's Barry Allen and Barry Allen are the two main characters of this movie. Yeah, and it's even worse when your top two main stars are problematic (laughs) Um, i think technically speaking you can double the amount of alleged crimes that were committed by the stars of this movie michael shannon azad like whatever like did you see him going on podcasts and saying how much he fucking hates superhero movies really yeah he can't stand them i know i did see that he asked for Zack snyder's blessing to do this again that he wasn't going to do it unless Zack snyder told him to do it that he could do it so i saw that um, I actually thought the one that played his mom, she had the most emotional scene in the movie. I thought she was great. The dad in this movie is next level bad. He is those who wish me dead dad vibes for me. No, really? I thought he was horrendous in this. And also, the reason why my score is as low as it is, is, which is a nine, I liked Barry Allen. I thought Ezra Miller played a pretty good flash. And I thought everyone else kind of phoned it in. I really like Sasha Call. Ron Livingston, who plays the dad, is atrocious. I'll stand by that. And maybe I'm sitting at like a 12, 11 here, mainly fueled by Barry Allen and that character and kind of the arc you see in them two interacting with each other. But God damn, the dialogue in this movie was so bad, Ty. Like some of the humor was funny and it hit, 
but like the basic exposition dumps, conversations, explaining it to the audience like they're stupid. The, whoever wrote this movie, I'm sorry, but it was not well written, Ty. The, yeah. the the dialogue in this was just so bad, and I always struggle on figuring out where to put it for, like, in our Where scale. you shit on it. Yeah. And I think it's characters, and it's not the actor's fault, but I it, it was bad. It's one of those things that, like, the actors can only do so much for a character in a movie if they're not given the proper stuff to work with. Yeah. 100%. Um, I don't know. It's, like, three different people listed as the writers on this. It's not Andy Muschietti who's going to direct the Batman and Robin movie, The Brave and the Bold. Is that a sequel to Robert Pattinson's? No, it's the DCEU's next Batman movie. Oh. Oh, my God. Is George Clooney going to be fucking Batman in that? I love that so much. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are they bringing back the other guy who played Robin in the shitty Robin movie? Maybe. Or maybe they're just going to scrap it. Now he's in a whole other universe somehow. Maybe he just jumps around universes. That movie just starts with the Flash going for a jog and just like, oh, I'm in this universe now. Enjoy Ty- the film. Batman and Robin has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it's so bad, but it's so good in the best way. <laughs> Would you still think it's good if you rewatched it now? I rewatched it probably a year ago. Still had a blast. Chris O'Donnell, they're going to bring him back yeah. as Robin at the age of 52. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How old is George Clooney? Pretty old. George Clooney's sneaky old. That's what happens when you're really handsome. Only 62. It's not as big of an age gap as I thought. That man. It's unreal how good-looking he is at his age. He could pull off like a 30-something-year-old, 38-year-old. If they do ever do a documentary on the most interesting man in the world, or he should just be the new in- most interesting man in the world, actually. He kind of looks like him now. Doesn't he do commercials for somebody? Probably. He's fucking George Clooney. <laughs> you know how much the go rate is for a George Clooney commercial appearance? How much? Probably a lot. I don't know. Oh. Nespresso. That's right. He does it for the Nespresso machine. George I have an Nespresso. The writing in this is horrible. The dialogue in this is terrible. And it reminded me a little bit of like when Affleck was on the scene of like, there was a previous movie we watched here recently. I don't know which one it was. Was it Air? When Affleck goes into the boardroom and. Okay. Hey, I did think of that movie. Excuse me. Because I saw Affleck's performance and how he was delivering the lines. And I'm like, dude, that makes me appreciate how much better like the writing and everything was in Air because it still wasn't as good in this. Maybe it was Fast X, but I can't think of which actor it would be. I just remember we saw a movie recently where it was, like, really bad dialogue like this, but there was one, like, really good actor or actress who was, like, elevating it. Like, you could tell they realized how bad the dialogue was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what movie it was. Maybe it was just a movie I saw recently that wasn't part of the podcast. Unrelated. Yeah. But I don't remember. That's kind of how I felt a little bit when Affleck was in this and he was trying to have, like, a serious scene. It's like... Some of this is just so bad. And then you have the actors like Ron Livingston who just ate it up and made it even worse. I am an anti-Ron Ron Livingston fan. From is that here the father? Yes. Horrible. Horrible. I want to go. I, I didn't think he was awful. He was awful. horrible. He's not good by any stretch, but he's fine. One of the worst performances of the year so far for me. What score did you give it? I gave it a 9. Okay, I'm one point higher than you. I gave it a 10. I didn't think the dialogue was that bad, but I also, like, while... There was things to enjoy about the Supergirl character. Yeah. Um, her acting performance was just, was just great. A, a nothing burger. It was great. They just did nothing with that character. Yeah, she had no personality. It was She just showed up and, okay, I'll fight with you, and then beats the fuck out of Zod and dies. Yeah. Um, I, I really didn't like Keaton in this. Really? It's just, you still gave it a 10? Yeah. Like the third character. Yeah, I, I just... 
I didn't like that they were just like, we're just going to do Callback City and not let him be his own character. That's why you cast Michael Keaton as Batman, Ty. I guess, but like, let him let him expand on the role a little bit. Let him cook. Keaton's a good actor. He's a great actor. The only, I guess, he was a little bit when he looked homeless in the beginning, like kinda. And then he becomes up. Batman, and it's just like, let's rip off one-liners, baby. Fan service. You know who's probably gonna love this? Your dad. Does your dad like what's his name's Batman? Keaton's Batman. I don't know, truthfully. Your dad seems like a big Batman guy. He enjoys Batman. He also enjoyed the Flash on CW, so I, I do think he'll be into this. Maybe he'll probably be pissed that that Flash doesn't show up in this. Yeah. How do you do all that and that Flash doesn't show up in this? Well, that's the thing is Ezra Miller has showed up in the CW show. Has he really? Yeah, they do like crossover multiverse things, and he showed up in that show. But then in the movie, he can't repay the. Yeah, that's weird. Why didn't they even scratch if scratch my just... back? Let me scratch yours. Yeah. Why didn't they make young Barry Allen? Maybe that was the original plan, and maybe it was contractual things or. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. But I think I liked Ezra Miller's performance a little bit more than you, and I think that's where it bounces out. Um, didn't have an issue with Bat Batfleck at the beginning. I'll never have an issue with Batfleck. I just I don't. I think Ben Affleck is a good Bruce Wayne. I don't know if I buy him as Batman. I don't think I ever have. I think I buy him as Batman more than anyone. More than anyone in the world, or more than any other Batman. What does that mean? Well, you said more than anyone. What do you mean by that? Like out of the Batmans, why would I just be like out of? I don't know how good. I thought you I was were, about to say someone random saying, like George Clooney would be as Batman. I'm like, well, wait. I thought you were trying to say you were the number one Ben Affleck Batman fan. You were saying like, I know he'll be better. I don't even remember what you said anymore. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say you were the number one Batman fan in the world. No. Ben Affleck Batfleck fan in the world. I don't think I am. You're saying he's the best Batman out of all of them, though. Out of all the Batmans, I don't even think I'm saying that. I think that's what you said. I think I believe him the most as Batman out of all the Batmans. Not the best, but I believe him the most. He's just fucking jacked, dude. Batman beats the fuck out of people. I need someone who's in good shape. Everyone else is too tweaky. Pattinson's in decent shape. Robert Pattinson get his ass beat by Ben Affleck. Yeah, you weren't saying this a year ago when you were like, oh, Batman's the greatest detective ever. This was such the best representation of this character ever made. it is. But also, that's when you're trying to do nerdy detective Batman and not beat your ass Batman. Ben Ben Affleck loses to every other Batman. That's just wrong. Christian Bale Batman That's beat up wrong. beat up Ben Affleck Batman. Christian Bale's Batman's like fucking crippled in the last two movies. I don't, and he still wins. What does that tell you? He did break his back and then just do push-ups through a broken <laughs> spine. That's <laughs> pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, I gave it a 10, though. I don't know. Did you account that Wonder Woman was in this, that Gal Gadot was in this film? I feel like that's an automatic minus one in every film you see. I just, I blocked it out of my memory. I'm not going to do anything to give or take away because of her. I'm just going to, I'm going to forget. I'm going to be men in black myself and make myself forget that she appeared. Was Gal Gadot good in death on the Nile? No, she was bad. She was very bad. I actually remember vividly. I hope death on the Nile's on my like breakdown here because I remember giving that a very bad score. Death on the Nile. I gave it 11 for characters. That's surprising. Well, she well, dies halfway Kenneth through. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, God damn it. I love him, <laughs> I love him so much in that fucking mustache. He's not quite, uh, Mr. Blanc, whatever his name is, but he's right there. Benoit Blanc? Yeah. yeah. He's not Benoit Blanc, but he's right there. I don't remember his character's name, but... Benoit Blanc, if he grows out a mustache, greatest movie character of all time. Can we get a de- uh, Kenneth Branagh... Detective mer- multiverse? Detective off. That would you be... You say they're in the same world. They're both trying to solve the case quicker. I don't hate it. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't hate it. Well, I'll, I'll hit up Ryan Johnson. I got his number. Um, I do remember your Gal Gadot uh, 
tangent for Red Notice. That's when you mm-hmm. officially drew the line in the sand that Gal Gadot was not a good actress. Correct. Um, Stand by it. Can't believe she came back from the dead in Fast X. Spoiler. <laughs> you excited to watch her in uh, Fast 11? She'll fit right part in. Part two of part three of the end? She'll fit right in. Um, everyone comes back in that. John Cena will probably be in the next one. I, I genuinely, I need it in Fast X where someone gets a bullet in their fucking brain. And then two movies later shows up. It's like, yeah, I missed every major artery. I don't know. I'm trying to see her upcoming. Per, uh, oh, she's going to be the evil queen in Snow White. Right. She also plays Cleopatra in a Cleopatra movie that's in pre-production. Irina Sendler in a pre-production movie. Wonder Woman 3. Is that true? Is that happening? Untitled no. Red Notice sequel. I did know that was happening. And Heart of Stone. She's going to play Rachel Stone. That's in post-production. I don't know. That's already Rachel got a poster. An intelligent operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. So it's a generic... Uh, it's Netflix, so that makes sense. It's a generic Netflix action movie with Gal Gadot starring. Releases August 11th if we need something to review that week. How do those movies get greenlit at this point? I don't know. Like, who's like, yeah, this is what people want to see. This will make us a billion fucking dollars. You realize people like, my dad love these kind of movies, Ty. And he's going to watch that film, and he's going to tell me how great it is. I guess. August 11th is when it comes out. God, why haven't you deleted Old Rose in our calendar? I like seeing our calendar all the way back. You know what? I'll, I'll add in a feature that highlights whatever week we're on, if that helps you. Just saying, if we wanted to, we could review it instead of the Gran Turismo movie. Done. You added Gran Turismo in there. I didn't even know it was a movie. It actually looks kind of good. Never mind. Leave it. I, I, I want to say kind of good, but it looks interesting. It's about a gamer who plays Gran Turismo and then becomes an F1 Ooh, driver. Seriously? Oh, he does become a driver? Yeah. Okay. Why? I missed me a good, a good fucking... It's, it's a Tyler movie. It's for sure a Tyler movie. We've been watching Black Mirror. New Black Mirror season came out. One of the ones has Aaron Paul in it, notably from like Breaking Bad. But more notably for me, Fast and the Furious. Terrible movie. Really fun racing sequences, though. Also has, uh, has fucking Michael Keaton in it. The Fast and the Furious? Yeah. The first one? The only one. Not the Fast and the Furious. Two. That's what you said. Need What's for the, Speed? Need for Speed. That's what it is. <laughs> I always get those mixed up. So good. Damn, our schedule's loaded in fucking July and August. We just have Or Haunted Mansion on two different weeks, and that's like a big movie. <laughs> I don't. Where is it going to go? Unless you going to watch it over it back Oppenheimer e- or Barbie? Unless we push it back to Equalizer 3 slash Vacation Friends 2, which is probably going to just be Vacation Friends 2. You're not going to make me miss Vacation Friends 2. <laughs> You're not going to make that happen. So maybe it'll replace Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, Haunted Mansion will. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We got Fine time. That. It can replace your birthday episode. Which isn't a movie. You just put Jason's birthday episode. <laughs> Which, your birthday is uh, going to be next Tuesday. Yeah. This is my last podcast as a 24-year-old. How do you feel? Wonderful. It's also probably the year anniversary of Xander's conception, so congrats. And 100% is. Yeah. Today was Tuesday of the week we went, and I think Monday night was our first night. He was he was made Tuesday or Wednesday. I can say that confidently. Wow. It's a big moment. You yeah. guys celebrating? Uh, I'll go pop some bottles when I get home. <laughs> Enjoyment. How go much do you enjoy this movie, Jay? Okay, I'll go first. Look, it's there's some stuff to critique about it as we've done this whole podcast, but at the end of the day, it's a fun comic book movie with action that not action, comedy that hits and like it, it's fan service and it's not the best comic book movie I've ever seen. It was a little long, like I said earlier, and some that kind of hurts the enjoyment maybe by one point. Um, cuz you kind of feel it a little bit. 
I landed at a 14 out of 20, though. Look, I like schlop. I like comic book movies. And unless you're you piss me off, you're going to have an easy time getting at least like a 12 or 13. So I, I gave yeah. it a 14 out of 20. No, I'm with you. And and looking back on my scale, I'm giving this the same score that I gave Black Adam, which feels right. Like they're different movies, but they're just kind of dumb comic book superhero movies. And I like that stuff. You're not mm-hmm. going to blow me away. I'm not going to go back and rave about how incredible they are i get black adam a 17 <laughs> you enjoyed you thought the hierarchy of the dcu was about to change i did i we yeah. we had a 15 minute conversation how that was going to change everything and then it just it did but it's because they canned dwayne johnson and everyone else and i gave it an 80 that's very high score i stand by it i'm not gonna go back and do a retroactive i really like that movie sue me give it a 63 i'm i'm lower than it on you lower on it than you Sue me. I like it. Uh, 13 out of 20 for me for enjoyment. I had a good time. Okay. It's a superhero movie. It's not bad. People shitting on it are, are ridiculous. It's a perfectly fine superhero well, movie. Well, you could shit on it for... Well, yeah, for the CGI, 100%. It's terrible. People who said this was the greatest superhero movie of all time are just... They're just liars. They shouldn't have jobs Especially anymore. two weeks after Spider-Verse just came out. Well, this was like months ago when like the first media press like screeners happened. And they were like, no, it makes sense why they still went for it, even though the Ezra Miller stuff, like, this is a game changer. And it's just, it's Was just it? Not. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not at all. It's just perfectly mediocre fine. This movie's been, like, hasn't it been, like, didn't they film it, like, five years ago, it seems like? Mm, yeah, they've, they've been working on this for a while. Following multiple delays caused by director changes, the COVID-19 pandemic, post-production setbacks, and controversy surrounding Miller. Yeah, it doesn't help. Doesn't help when he's getting arrested for allegedly breaking into a Vermont home for burglary and pleading guilty. What'd you give it for a final score, Jay? It was originally supposed to be June 3rd, 2022. July 1st, 2022. And then it went up to June 3rd. And then it went back a whole year. I gave it, uh, you said the people shitting on it are wrong. That being said, I would still give it a rotten based on our scale because it does not fall within the lines. It is, we don't draw the line, but it is below the line for me personally with a 53 out of 100. You're not going to get much different out of me. I'm at a 54 out of 100, one point higher. Why do we do this? We just agree. Um, <laughs> making it the 144th ranked film out of 186 movies we reviewed. It is with the likes of Violent Night, Cocaine Bear, Free Birds, Fast X, The Gray Man, The Tomorrow War, The Velocipaster. Look, if this has okay visuals, if it gets a 12... I'm sitting at a 60, and then it doesn't have bad dialogue. Like, there's a world in which this sneaks out into the 65, 66 range, and it's, I would give it a fresh in theory, but. Better dialogue, better pacing, a little bit better action. And a lot better CGI. Just cut, just cut the cameos. That's how you fix the pacing. Just get rid of that. I don't need to see the other worlds colliding. Do it good or don't do it at all. Well, and you have the whole CGI people when he's going through the memories. Also weird. 53 out of 100 tie random AI synopsis movie of the week, even though you nailed it last week. I don't think I'm gonna give you a hint on this one. Okay. And I am not reading stuff. Hold on. Let me strike through it. You're redacting some things. Yeah. Um, because it'll give it away. One of them is the movie name, which, okay. Yeah, (laughs) that'll do it. How do you strike through, uh, highlight. And then it's bold italic strike through. I just see underlined. I don't know what to, are you on Google Sheets? 
I'm on Google Docs. Strike through command. Let's see. Can I just control something? Oh my God! It's not control there. D. Okay, hold on. Let me control D this real quick. Oh, oh that, that added a bookmark. Yeah, that didn't seem right. I, did, I was gonna let you cook, but I didn't think that that was gonna do what you wanted. You know, what? I'm just do. gonna change the font color to white, <laughs> so I I can't see it. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a way me, of doing it. Let me uh, let me strike through Alt Shift Five. I need to uh, make this white as well. This is great radio. Hold on. This sentence. This sentence gives it away too. All right. Hopefully I don't read anything else that gives it away. <clears throat> oh, so this is AI. Yeah, I'm going to need some context on who's giving me the synopsis, Jay. So it's it's Batman. It's a Batman monologue. Oh. And for your heart, you could just pretend it's Batfleck. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm Batman. <clears throat> Had to get warm. Sorry. Thank you. Lower that. Lower it? No, you're... you're oh. You got to that lower point. <laughs> in the dark underbelly of a city plagued by crime. We're just talking <laughs> about Batman. That's Gotham. That's <laughs> just Gotham. Where shadows whisper secrets and laughter echoes through the night. A peculiar force emerges from the depths of childhood <laughs> imagination. <laughs> Batman could never laugh. If Batman laughs, he loses his, his whole facade. You cannot laugh and do the Batman voice at a time at the same time. <laughs> Especially when his main villain is known for laughing. <laughs> Movie name. A tale cloaked in mischief and whimsy unfurls amidst the stormy skies of unlikely companionship. Sentence redacted. Yet behind the seemingly innocent <laughs> facade lies a world teetering on the edge of absurdity. <laughs> As they traverse the treacherous landscape of adulthood, their unconventional alliance becomes a beacon of hope and a catalyst for surreal adventures. Blurring the lines between, <laughs> between reality and fantasy, movie name, poses haunting questions about the true nature of loyalty, the fragility of innocence, <laughs> and the darkness that lurks even in the most unlikely of places. When you know the movie, it makes it funnier. So that's why I'm laughing. I <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you, but when you already know the movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's wonderful. Brace yourself. For this tale is a swirling vortex of enigma and wonder where the fate of a man and his sentient, sentient companion hangs in the balance between light and shadow. I'm and just... Scene. <laughs> I got like childhood companion. Yeah, so, so some talking points. You got a dark underbelly of a city plagued by crime. Um, peculiar force emerges from the depth of childhood imagination. The tale is mischief, whimsy, the stormy skies of unlo- unlikely yeah. companionship. Unlikely. That's an important sentence, Ty. That, I feel like it is like a buddy cop vibe there. Un- yeah. Uh, innocent facade, uh, edge of absurdity. I, the landscape of adulthood, that's another good another good uh, hint. Um, there's another really big hint, too, but I don't want to. If I say that really big hint, you'll probably get it. I, so I'm I'm leaning one direction here. The band? No. Oh, okay. A city plagued with crime tells me maybe, maybe the adult companion is someone who fights crime. Okay. okay. Thinking police officer. Okay. Sheriff, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking childhood imagination, animated companion. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. Maybe. I'm going Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. 
Not get- you didn't get it two weeks in a row, Ty. Fuck. This right here, sentient companion. I didn't know what to do with that. I thought they were like, "Why can this hedgehog talk?" Uh, Batman was confused by that. All right, let me read you the hidden uh, sentence, and you'll 100% get it. Sentient companion. Let me, stormy skies, sentient companion. The sentence I got rid of, that would have gave it away. A man, scarred by his past, finds solace in an extraordinary bond with a sentient talking teddy bear. Ted? Ted. This is a synopsis for the movie Ted. What are we doing here? A city plagued by crime? In the dark underbelly of a city plagued by crime. Batman, Ted Batman stolen. Batman hates Gotham, but one thing he wor- hates even more than that is fucking people from Boston. God damn it if he hates Massachusetts. And the connection here was uh, Ted and Mark Wahlberg love Flash Gordon. So Flash Gordon, Flash, that was what got my brain going. Got it. Yeah. Uh, the city plagued by crime <laughs> really <laughs> threw me off. So I think if I remember correctly, he works at like a rental car company. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I think moving forward for this, you're one for two, which is still a great rate. Think about who's given the monologue. No, that's I got to ignore the first line because the first, Dom Toretto family. It's all <laughs> it's about, family. about family. But the movie of the loner, the ghost writer, who has no family, the city plague. The AI is just like, okay, what would Batman say? What would Dominic Toretto say? Now explain the movie. That's what makes it funny. Batman was just like a city plagued by crime. He was just looking around him in Gotham, and he was like, okay, now I need to do my job and read this synopsis. Well, to be fair to Batman. So be fair to Batfleck specifically. I think if there's just even one crime in a city, it's plagued by crime for him because he hates crime that much. Any crime is plagued by crime. It could be the whole high desert. One crime commits, plagued by crime. One crime is too many crimes. And he's going to beat the fuck (laughs) out of you for jaywalking. (laughs) I love this. This is a good recurring bit, Ty. I just – Ted. Ted, yes. I guess childhood imagination or something. I guess – that's on that's on par. Swirling vortex of enigma and wonder. <laughs> like, that's not on par. That just what are we doing here? Where the fate of a man and his sentient companion hangs in the balance between light and shadow. Don't really know where light and shadow is there, but no, it, he wasn't he hanging off the the green monster, something like that. Yeah, because there was a guy who like stole him and was trying to do whatever with him. So okay, I look forward to next week's. To be fair, the most accurate sentence might have been behind the seemingly innocent facade lies a world teetering on the edge of absurdity like this is absurd 100 percent. batman got that right he's still an okay detective <laughs> what do we got next week ty next week we're reviewing disney pixar's elemental um not a good opening backlash for anything pixar um because that's just how people are now i'm ex- so excited to have our 10th has Pixar peaked conversation next week? Mm, Elemental 92. I won't say critics, 92% audience. I, I have a promise for you. I'm not going to say Pixar has peaked because it's just not fun to say anymore. Like it's just so obvious. I won't say that at all in the podcast. That being said, I do have a question to present to you next podcast that I've already thought about. Write it down. Cause about you'll forget this movie. No, I won't. Cause I thought about this a while ago. So two weeks ago to be exact. It'll be a good question for you. It'll I can't be a good wait. Thought experiment. Everyone, go out, watch uh, Elemental. Um, I ju- it's not on the schedule, 
Jennifer Lawrence's I'm going to have sex with a boy movie. Yeah. What about that? Are we going to review that? Uh, it's not on the schedule, so no. Unless you really, really want to watch it. I don't I don't know. It seems like it's getting way more buzz and it comes out next week than Elemental, but... I think we do Elemental. I, I'm with you. Yeah. So go watch Elemental instead of that movie. Correct. Should we go take Gavin to go see that Jennifer Lawrence movie? No, we should not. He, it'll be the Megan Fox Transformers 2 for him? No. <laughs> it's right. not on the same age. It's a good point. I don't like to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.